drinking it out of a coffee cup today? It's actually coffee. But oh, okay. I have to do it because it's what we do. Ed, we're live here on Facebook. Hey, Rich, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mike. It was uh, nice to have Pat and Ron on the radio on yeah. Thursday listening to the ball game. Yeah. You can catch them again today um, as baseball continues this weekend. And, uh, yeah, fans in the stand and everything. How great was that? Yeah, that that was great. I I missed hearing my uh my favorite hot dog vendor yelling, "Hot dog," over and over again. But uh, you know, hopefully when uh when the restrictions are are lifted, I can hear that hear that uh. Yeah, but it that iconic voice roaming the roaming the stand. It won't be Tom. It won't be uh, Tom Hanks doing it uh, for Dodgers games, right? Wasn't it Dodgers games that he was doing it for? I don't. I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure he did that. It was kind of awesome. I thought, um, but anyway, uh, we have lots to talk about today. Um, we do. Starting with the final four, we know yeah. which four teams are going to be battling it out for the NCAA championship. Yep. Uh, we also. What? Oh man, I don't even have. Man, I am totally. I was. I thought I was ready. Not even near ready. What else That's do you right. got, Rich? And I'll, I'll, okay. I'll jump in um, after your second one and then give All right. We're going to be going into the NASCAR corner to kind of talk about the Bristol uh, Food City Dirt Race. Yeah. Kind of uh, talk about that and the news that came out during the race Yeah. as well. We'll talk about that. And we got baseball to talk about. Um, all sorts of opening weekend, opening day was a bunch of stuff to talk about there. Two different... Mm-hmm. Two different incidents that we need to talk about. Plus, oh, there's a third one. I, I added a third one from a from something that happened. Uh, actually, two kind of thing, kind of odd things happened last in la, last night's games, Friday's games as well. Okay, I'll have to check that out. And then uh, we have some NFL talk, and as always, our quick hits. All right, Mike. So you see what's coming. What do we need to do next, Mike? Um. Unlock the if you're ready iPad for and roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Bald and Stick the Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Okay, folks, um, before we get into our topics, Rich, what do we have every week to talk about? We got our poll question. Yeah. So this is our second first-round matchup in our sports movie tournament. Yep. As we have the number eight seed dodgeball versus number nine seed karate kid. Yeah. Yeah. So before we uh, before we give you the results of the poll, Mike, where did you vote? Um. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Dodge ball. All right. I went with the Karate Kid. Okay. Um, being dodgeball kind of has that kind of dodgeball kind of like is one of those special movies for me. But after watching all three of the Karate Kid movies this past year and watching the Cobra Kai series, I, I had to go with the Karate Kid. Okay. Um. Now I put this poll question on YouTube as, or on uh, Twitter as well. Okay. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't even change it. 
It doesn't even change it. So, so uh, I mean, it, so I think we had different we had different people voting. Yeah. So what was the combined vote total? Because it was six to two on our Facebook page. What was it on the uh, in the Twitterverse? Let me get to that quick on the Twitterverse. Da -da 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 -da. Um, your poll question went live. So it was a hundred percent for dodgeball. Really? Yeah. We with only one had, vote? With two votes. Oh, okay, with two votes. So that makes it six to four. Yeah. Now, now, did you vote in the Twitter poll as well? Uh, I don't remember. I don't think I did. I think I abstained from that one. Okay. So. We just didn't want your vote counting twice now, Mike. That's true. We don't. But I'm just saying. So, it. yeah, we have four votes for dodgeball, six votes for uh, Karate Kid, Either way, uh, apparently Karate Kid moves on, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, it's an 8-9 matchup, so it isn't like it's a huge upset either. Yeah. Okay, so Mike, this week's poll question, uh, which you can put up on the Twitterverse if you want to get yep. some additional exposure for it, um, will be your number, the, the movie that you put as the number two seed, Space Jam, versus our number 15 seed, Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Um, so two kids movies, but still yeah. two great movies this week. Uh, yeah. It, speaking of a uh, Space Jam, they dropped the first trailer for the LeBron James version of Space Jam. Space Jam. Um, I don't remember what it is. It's the next something. Uh, but the first trailer of that dropped. Um, totally different take on it a little bit but uh, um i i don't i still haven't seen it yeah i'll have to send you the link after we get off off the air okay. so you can watch it it's kind of an interesting take it's involving uh his son as well i don't know i don't think it's Bronny james but it's uh, one of his sons in the movie as well or somebody portraying his son well i will let you know that the balls and sticks twitter has posted the uh the poll so you can um you can go there and and vote if you would like please don't vote twice so just... yeah the uh the poll on our facebook group will go live after we get off air at high noon it was yeah. scheduled yep all right mike so moving on the nca tournament we have our final four teams yeah as a uh, number two seed houston cougars We'll be going back to the final four for the first trip for their first trip since 1984, which was the famed by Slamma Jamma team of uh, Hakeem Olajuwon and Clyde Drexler. Uh, number one seed Baylor will be going back. We'll be going to the final four for the first time since 1950. Gonzaga University, another number one seed will be the fourth team to uh, take an undefeated record into the final four and is the first team in the round of when since the tournament expanded to 64 teams to uh, make it into the final four undefeated and then probably the one surprise team nobody expected would be there number 11 seed UCLA will be the fourth double-digit team to make the Final Four in tournament history as they upset Michigan. Yeah, and honestly, 
I mean, it's it's weird to see the NC the the UCLA team being a double digit team. They're normally mm-hmm. held in much higher regards than that. Um, the the fun thing is, uh, I believe they will be the first play-in team to make the Final Fours. Final Four. Because they, they, I think you're, I think you're right. Or they're, they had to. I think you are right on that. They had to play in to get to get into the tournament. So, yeah, I good for them. Um, I don't think that I personally, I'm not surprised, but you know, it's one of those things. Um. So who, so who, Mike, is your pick to win? Well, well I guess before we give our pick to win, um, let's give our shout out for the uh, for our Yahoo Pick'em tournament pool. Bringing up that, our current leader with seventy four points to tie for first between it, Josh, and Mark, uh, my brother in law, Josh, Couture, and by projected points, if the rest of the bracket falls. If the rest of the picks fall where they, as correct, Josh would win with 138 points. And where we're at in the standings, Mike, um, I'm in fourth place with 66 points with a possible getting with a chance to get a possible 82. And Mike, you have 51 points and you can still pick up a couple more points in the tournament. Um, but your maximum points for this year will be 67. Wow. It's probably the worst I've ever done. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks like looking over the, looking over the brackets, I think it all comes down to whether Gonzaga wins, whether it basically comes down to Gonzaga or Baylor, Gonzaga or Baylor winning could tip the scales either way. Could tip the scales on who wins our tournament. But either way, it uh, doesn't really matter for me. I mean, I knew I was out a long, long time ago. And uh, so, Rich, as we get ready for it, who is going to win the big uh, the, the big dance? Who's going to win it all? Well, the, the Gonzaga Bulldogs seem to have been they, – they've just been on fire. They, they haven't had any close games, and they've, they've played really well. Yeah. But something – the fact that nobody has ever, nobody in the modern era with a field of 64 teams has ever finished the national, finished the re, finished the season as a national champion with, with an undefeated record has me leaning toward the Baylor Bears winning it. So I'm going to go with Baylor and maybe be a little bit different than other people. Uh, I'm going to go with the Zags because, you know, good Catholic boy. Okay. I didn't think they were a Catholic school. I knew they were a private school. I'm but... pretty sure they are. I'll look it up. But yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a great... It, that's a solid pick. I watched a little bit of the Gonzaga. Yeah, it's a Catholic we're... university in Spokane. Oh. oh, okay. I just knew they were in Spokane. So I just thought that they were a private school up in the uh, Pacific Northwest. No, they, uh, they're a good Catholic school. Cool. So... Yeah, Gonzaga looked like it's a tough. They they are a tough team. Yep. But uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be different from you, Mike, and I'm gonna go with the Baylor Bears. 
Okay. I it's not a bad pick. I you know, either one could could do it and I think that'll be uh that'll be great. Um Rich, do you see what's coming up ahead? Is it a left turn? It is. Do you see what's after that? It I, I you know what? I'm kind of having a trouble seeing what's coming up left with all this dirt on the track. Yeah. kicking up. Yeah, it should be settling soon. We got no races this weekend, but we're still heading into the NASCAR corner. Presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Okay, so um, to recap the Food City Bristol Dirt Race, your winner is Joey Logano. Rich, your pick of Austin Dillon came in 21st. Mm-hmm. My pick of Ryan Newman came in fifth making this year very lopsided so far so far yes Mm -hmm. i'm hoping the week off can do me some good and i can uh get a winner for uh for martinsville i'm really missing that jimmy johnson pick that you made every single week blindly last year yeah that didn't help me all that much last year but it's all right this year i'm picking picking guys that are doing well um you are so speaking of picks uh, we have to get to our NASCAR shout out for the mm-hmm. week. And uh, the. You did pretty well on the NASCAR I as did. well, Mike. You picked up a lot of points. It seemed like you went with a different strategy when constructing your roster for the dirt race, as you went with more prominent, well known drivers, where it seemed like the, other, the, the rest of us went with maybe lesser known drivers to save uses. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, it got me 202 points. You came in second with 139. Tony came in third with 116. And Solomon rounds out the, f- the four of us with 109. Meaning that I have passed Solomon and am stalking Tony fairly closely this week. So. That's right. So you're in you're in third place, and being um, Dupo Dupo Solomon is in uh in fourth place, and he's almost down a hundred points. Yeah. Very close to being down a wow. hundred points. He's done. He's down two hundred and one points to you. Mm. To you, he's down two hundred and one. To Tony, he's down a hundred and thirty. Uh, to me, it's a little under a hundred, but still, I am uh, fairly close. Yeah, if if I uh, if I keep if I keep up this pace, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch you before too terribly long, Rich. I know. So that's okay. You'll 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 beat me in the playoffs. My my strategy never works in the playoffs. I do really well in the regular season, and then finish yeah. like second or third when so, you just look at the playoff races. If we when we jump into um, the race what did, did you how much did you get to watch um uh, i i had the gate i had the race on my my wife watched the race and she had it on she had the tv on in the other room so i could hear what was going on while i was working so but i did get to see the third the third and final stage okay and your thoughts you know what i i liked it i i really did um and i was i i really was being because I needed to win so bad, I was thinking, all right, Newman just needs to get in a wreck. Something needs to happen. So yeah. so Dylan can get back in the race. It just didn't happen. And um, 
So my wife was giving me updates while I was in the other room working to where trying to give me uh, the positions of where Newman and Dylan were. Um, but it sounded like it was a great race. There, there wasn't too many like disaster wrecks to where they were under red flags for, for a long period, long period of time. And I think the only thing that I wouldn't mind them seeing improving would be more having more traditional pit stops to where putting dirt in the pits so that you can have competitive pit stops instead of it being everybody pull, pulling everybody off having and going almost in slow motion on the pit stops and then bringing everybody out of the pits at the same time and going and they get keeping their track position. Yeah. Unless they chose not to pit with the rest of the crew. That was a little odd. Um, I personally thought the whole thing was a poop show. Really? You yeah, didn't like it? I didn't like it at all. I didn't. I don't mind the concept. I think the drivers did all right. I think Bristol itself is not the place to do it. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to do something like this, let's go somewhere that's an actual dirt track. Not dirt on concrete. Okay, so you wouldn't mind seeing them going to uh, Tony Stewart's Eldora, uh, Eldora, great Eldora place. Speedway, great. where they have truck races. Yep, they do it there already. Um, it it works well. It's a good place to have a race. I don't see why we don't go there instead of trying to make Bristol a dirt track, but that's what we're doing. I don't think it's right. Um, so personally, I think. And if you looked at the races, uh, the race on Saturday when they were trying to get the races in, uh, it looked like a poop show on the front of the grills with all that uh, mud getting flung up. It was terrible. Um, I don't, I don't think personally. I didn't like it. Um, the racing was okay at best. Um, the the problem with the dirt that they had, it, again, the dirt being dirt on concrete uh they were cleaning off the track as they were driving so by the time you got in there for the third uh for the the third stage you were probably able to see enough enough of the asphalt concrete whatever was underneath um which i think probably makes it a little bit more dangerous even because you're driving a car and sometimes you'll hit spots that you'll have traction and sometimes you won't. And that could cause some significant problems. Um, if we're going to do dirt, let's do dirt. Let's do it. Let's go to a real dirt track. Tony Stewart has a track ready to go that he's proven that can host a NASCAR event. Let's do it there. Yeah, but that is not the direction NASCAR has chosen to take, Mike. No. As it was announced before the third stage even began that the spring race in 2022 at the Bristol Motor Speedway would again be on dirt. So you're going to see another Bristol dirt race in the spring of 2022. They have not announced yet if they will, if that will continue to be Bristol's spring race moving forward, but for one more year, it will. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not a big fan of it, but okay. Hopefully they can get it to work a little bit better. Maybe. I don't know. 
So, uh, you 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 could see better racing overall, though, as at least the entire field will have more experience on the dirt, though, even if it's that one race that was run this year. Or maybe it could force more drivers to do some more dirt races in between cup races or in the off season as well to get some more experience and uh yeah to prepare themselves for the dirt for an annual dirt race yeah um i personally i'm good with all of it if you wanna i mean if if you want to have a dirt race let's do a real dirt race let's not do this half-ass stuff that's my opinion i understand that some people are enjoying it but that's you know yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully next year being able to watch it, watch it from start to finish, instead of only getting to see one, uh, one stage of it. But that's what that's what happens um, when you can't have the race on the scheduled weekend, though. Yep, yep. I mean, the the weather was such that it it could not happen. Exactly. So I, I mean, I'm. I'm I'm just saying I wish I didn't have to work on a Monday, as I'm sure that the crowd might have been a little bigger um, as know. well. Maybe a I little bigger as well. I don't know it really would have been any bigger. I think it would have been, probably been the same just because they they don't do – I mean, they were limiting seating anyway. So Yeah, I, I did at least like that if you had tickets to the dirt race, which was held Monday – more in the earlier afternoon you did get to stay for the cup race so at least if maybe if those ticket if those ticketed patrons only bought tickets for the dirt race at least they got the stay for the cup race for free yeah due to the yeah. delays so that was good on nascar so uh no race this week as we said earlier we will preview the blue emu maximum pain relief 500 at martinville at martinsville on next week's show so that was the NASCAR Corner presented by Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated in East Moline, Illinois. Check them out for all of your sports card cards needs. And memorabilia. Correct, and mem memorabilia. Okay, as the cars leave the track, let's keep turning left as we run around the diamond. Opening day happened this week. Did you get to listen? I did. Okay. I um, I used one of my smart speakers, um, so it was very easy to pause and then resume the game in between phone calls. Nice. That's the way to do it. Um, so opening day saw the Cubs. Uh, they lost. Lose. They lost five to three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thoughts on that? You know, it, it was tough game conditions yep. as it was rather cold. Yep. Wind was blowing in. And I think between the new ball, which Pat and Ron made reference to a lot during the game of how are pitchers, how is the grip different? Yeah. And I think the they were talking the grip. The more I listened to the grip conversation, the grip conversation sounded more to me like they were talking about how cold it was and not yeah. necessarily the new ball. So, yeah. I, I, I interpret it as a combination of the multiple. How is okay. the cold conditions affecting their grip on the new ball? I, that yeah. Ball. Okay. I, I could see where you get, get that. I did not get it that way, but that's all right. 
So yeah, I mean they I mean Kyle Hendricks what had like four or five walks in his four innings in his four innings. So I mean it was that's kind of uncharacteristic for him as I think that he said he only walked I think what I probably have this wrong, but they said he only walked like 10 to 15 batters in that 60 game season last year. All of last year during last year's strike um COVID shortened season. Yeah, not strike. Not yet at least. Right, yeah, not yet. Sorry. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. Hopefully, as the weather warms up, the bats get going better and uh, the pitching improves. So, yeah. But at least we got the game out of the way. It was nice to hear Johnny Vincent sing the anthem yep. in front of people and having him cheer, having him cheer during his long hold of free uh, yeah. on the anthem, as well as uh, getting to hear the crowd. Yeah. The crowd it, as well. It was hearing the crowd, listening to the games. Um, in April, everything felt right as rain for me. It it felt like a normal day. It was really mm-hmm. nice. I appreciated it. Um, so on the quick on the Cubs stuff, real quick, uh, the Cubs and the and Anthony Rizzo have decided to stop uh, contract extension talks mm-hmm. uh, for the season. So uh, Anthony said it, he wants to focus on the season and play his best. Uh, they can negotiate next year. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe a contract. I was almost half expecting that they were going to announce a contract extension during the game before the game started. And that's what I was expecting out of pregame, out of out of pregame especially when news broke that Hoyer was saying, "Well, that the the door's still open for a Rizzo extension and we hope we can get it done before opening day." So I, that's why I was almost expecting during the pregame to hear the details of his new contract and him getting an interview a pregame interview saying that how they were excited that he's going to be a chicago cub for the um for the foreseeable future yeah but it didn't happen and bryant and Baez are also unsigned as well so um i'm hoping this is a good bold prediction and i'm gonna make it and uh we'll see how it goes the cub i'm gonna the cubs are gonna win the central I know I didn't say that a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, or last week when we previewed, but the Cubs are going to win the Central. Here's why, folks. Uh, we have four guys, technically, that are on contract years. One can get it has a team option this year, I think, right? Okay. I think You're talking about referring to uh, Jock Patterson? Jock Peterson? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're, so on the hitting side, you got you got four guys on contract years. Yep, and they're all going to play their hearts out. We, we also, I mean, isn't... Uh, isn't Arietta on a one-year deal? I think Arietta's on a one-year deal. I think Zach Davies is on an expiring deal. Yeah, so we have a lot of guys that are on, basically, this is their last year with the Cubs, unless something, I mean, anything can change. Hmm. Contracts can be extended. Agreements can be made. But these guys are on one-year contracts. A lot of them are on prove-it contracts. And so, you know, uh, at the by the end of this year, all of these guys will either be free agents or we can hopefully we get to resign them. But either way, um, they're all on contract years and you play, hopefully they all play well for their contract years. And, uh, and we, we make a good run into the playoffs. Yeah. And I think it is going to take them be having the division lead around the trade deadline to keep that team together. I think if they're in the, if they're, 
because I don't think them making the wild card, making the playoffs as a wild card would stop the team, the no. team's front office from breaking up the squad. No, I, I agree. Um, but, uh, I mean, I would love to see this the them stay together, but I would prefer to see them, you know, play the game well and mm. do well. So hopefully that can happen soon and, and we'll get to see that. Okay. Um, other things to look at, look at anything else on that that you want to discuss or do you want to head on to our other news across opening day? Yeah, let's let's talk about the oddities of that happened on the on the two games on the two days of games that have been played so far. Yeah, Mike, I'll let you take the first one. Go ahead. OK, so Cody Bellinger hit a home run. Why is that odd, Rich? Well, Cody Bellinger hit a home run that nobody was sure if it was caught or not at the time. And so um, Justin Turner turned around because it looked like the ball was getting caught and mm -hmm. ran back to first to tag up, passing or making Cody Bellinger pass uh, Turner. Pass him on the base paths. On yeah. the base paths, which, Rich... Remind me again, what happens if you pass somebody on the base path? You're called out. Oh. So, Cody Bellinger get, hits a home run, mm -hmm. is called out. Yes. And Turner gets to run around the bases as if it's a home run. Yes, because his home run turned into an RBI single. Yeah. In the scorebook, in the official scorebook. How terrible is that? I mean, honestly, and I and I put it on Twitter, and I spoke for you on Twitter. So okay. hopefully, you don't you don't think uh, don't think that I'm wrong when I say this. I said tough break for Cody Bellinger. Mm -hmm. However, I believe that Justin Turner did the. We believe that Justin Turner did the right thing. Because if you if you're watching from his perspective, the ball goes in the glove. It was an out. Right? Yeah, I mean the, the only thing that you could fault Turner for doing, and maybe even the maybe the first baseman the, maybe the first base coach didn't even realize what he was doing and wasn't throwing up like the stop, stop, stop. Or trying to yell at Bellinger for to hey, watch what you're doing. You are gonna pass this guy, you're gonna pass the base runner. I you know what? But at that point I would that's the only thing if you're sitting on the field if you're sitting on the field it looks like it, the ball's getting caught. It looks like it's an out. I don't blame him at all. I think he did the right. I think I think Turner did the right thing by going and tagging up. It's the right baseball move. If you think I'm wrong, I can change it and say Mikey Mike thinks it's the right move. No, but. no, 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 no. I, I think it was the right baseball move for Turner to play it safe. But looking at it, Bellinger didn't. Bellinger saw Bellinger. him turn around. If Bellinger thinks that he has the rights to a home run. He needs to turn around and run and and stay ahead of him. He stopped on the base. He stopped on the base path as if it's an out. Hmm. He did. Cody Bellinger. Not that I'm not saying he's at fault, but he stopped on the base path as if he was he was out. Okay. So if oh yeah, not if, even the base coaches are necessarily at fault for not stopping yeah either turner or telling bellinger hey slow slow down yeah 
<laughs> Bellinger stopped as if it if as, as if it was caught, thinking he was out. So because of that, I would argue, and I will continue to argue that I think everybody did it right, except maybe Cody Bellinger for stopping running. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. But at that point, Cody stopped. He looked like he gave himself up and that he was out. Justin Turner sees the ball go into the glove, thinks he's out, or thinks that he's out. He's got to get back there. Good play on him turning around, getting stopped, mm-hmm. and turn around. So, Rich, after the, other than that, we had another interesting thing happen. You want to let the people know what happened? Miguel Cabrera hits a two-run shot into the snow in Detroit. Doesn't know if it went out or not as it hit off the as it hit off the wall, but above, but it hit a, a metal railing above the yellow home run line, so it ricocheted back into the field. So he slides in the second base, wanting to play it safe. That that so he can have a double. Oh, is and that? And then gets told see, that no, it's a, it was a home run. See, that was not what I thought happened. No. Um, and it's. No, I, the the, the ball thought... you I, I watched a replay, watched the replay of the story, and he hit the ball and the ball traveled of it hit above the yellow line, but it hit a metal railing and then ricocheted right back on the field. Okay. So he slid in the second base, playing it safe, thinking that he just had a double. Okay. The and guy, then was told that it was a home run. I so didn't he continued s- running around the around the bases. I thought it was that the snow caused the problem. He didn't see the ball go over because of the snow. And so that, that's, that's the snow did. The snow did play a part in it, not seeing that it went over, but it the, the ball did hit off a railing and ricocheted back onto the field. Okay. I hadn't gotten to that. I had just seen the first part of it. Um I, I, I in the I hadn't actually seen it. I actually listened to this play. I was listening because, mm-hmm. you know, it was the second game to, to start. Um, and so for me, I was like, I'm going to listen to this game. And, uh, yeah, they don't – the the link that I have was not – did not come up with the – I didn't see that it hit the post. But, okay, mm-hmm. that makes it a little more understandable. I thought it was that he just didn't see it with the snow, so – I don't know. It was a cold, cold, snowy day out in Detroit, so maybe he was sliding to get the blood moving and warm up too. So. Yep. Now, Rich, I'm going to give you this last piece of uh, intriguing craziness before we go into um, our controversial topic of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, White Sox journeyman backup catcher Yerman Mercedes went five five in his first major league start becoming the first person in the modern era to ever do it and the first person since 1900 to get at least five hits in a baseball game in a baseball game as the last person that did it was Cecil Travis of the Washington Senators who went five for seven in 1933 and also Fred Clark did it as well in 1894 for the Louisville Colonels. Huh. That's odd. I thought, I thought a cub, one of the the core Cubs players had done it not that long ago. Yeah, but nobody. I guess nobody has ever in the modern era has ever gone five for five in his first career start. 
That part, yes. First career start. Yes, that part I understand. I thought uh, other players have gone five for five since then. I guess not. Okay. I guess not in their first career start, so maybe I misread that. Okay. But still, that's an amazing feat um, there. Uh, I mean, is it a shadow of things to come for that that team? Maybe. I, a lot that... of people are expecting a lot of good things out of uh, out of the Chicago, out of the South Side this year, though. Yeah, um, that that American League Central looks like it's going to be a tough tough uh, division to to play in. Uh, you got the Twins and the uh, and the White Sox. It drops off a little bit after that, but still, the Tigers aren't super terrible. They're bad. Neither, yeah. Neither are the Royals. The Royals yeah. aren't going to be an easy. Put put a W in the wing column every time you face them, and I don't think the Cleveland is either. Yeah, it's just it's going to be a fun uh, fun year for them um, to see. So, Rich, you want to you want to read the headline and give the people so our last... give the people some background, and then I will yeah. do my best not to get too angry. It, it's okay. It's a controversial topic, and I I I don't like it either, but. The MLB announced yesterday that they are going to move the 2021 All-Star Game and their and the player draft, player amateur draft, from Atlanta to a new to-be-determined site due to Georgia's unpopular new voting reform law. laws that were passed by the by the state government. Yep. Now, before you give a rant, before you go off and give your opinion, Mike. Yep. This isn't the first time that a that a major uh, sporting sporting entity like baseball has moved a marquee sporting event from a state due to due to a state law. As in 1993, the Super Bowl was moved out of Phoenix because the state of Arizona did not want to recognize Martin Luther King Day as a paid holiday. And I believe it was 07, or maybe it was a little, even a little earlier, later than that. The NBA moved their All-Star game out of Charlotte because of um, North Carolina's controversial bill that was that discriminated against the LGBTQ community. I believe it had to do with like the bathroom rights. I think it was. Okay. Their bathroom bill or something I thought, like that. I thought the North Carolina thing also had to do with the state flag had the Confederate flag as part of it. I thought that I thought somebody moved something because of that. I don't remember if that was uh, that was also. I only remember the okay. part about the, the bathroom. Rich, do you, do you have an opinion? I do. I I don't like it because I mean I haven't read all the particulars of Georgia's voting laws. But I do know, I do know it has nothing to do with baseball, and their voting reform rights have nothing to do with the All Star voting for the All Star game. So I, for me, I don't see why Major League Baseball had to go political and cave in to the to the federal government urging them to. You it wasn't even the federal government. Game. Yeah, it was fans and the woke community. Yeah, respond to them saying you need to move your you need to move this marquee event out of the state of Georgia. I mean, you you've yep. also had some Hollywood stars calling for Hollywood to pull out of the pull out of the state of Georgia, pull projects out of the state of Georgia, 
until this bill is amended or done away with, uh, is, is amended or fixed as well. So it's not just the sports community that is that is getting pressure to pull yep. business from Georgia. Yep. So I don't like it. Um, I didn't think baseball needed to make a political statement by saying that you're going to move it. Um, Cause I mean, if anything, the, it does not sound like this is something that can easily be reversed by them losing the tourism dollars and this marquee event like the bill in North Carolina, like what the NBA and the NFL did in Arizona and North Carolina. Yeah. This is like a major sweeping, swooping changes that they want to see done to their election system as well. So this is, I don't, I, I don't see how moving the all-star game out of Atlanta to another site is going to force the Georgia legislature to reconsider fixing that law or amending the law. So yeah. that's why I, I think that Major League Baseball is going to probably make, could get more negative press out of this than positive press. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mike, yeah. what are your thoughts? You bring up some great points, Rich. Here's my thing. Okay. Man, I feel like I'm doing a Stephen A. Smith right now. And folks, I'm sorry about that, but sometimes you gotta you gotta make some statements. Whew. Let's see if I can do this without getting too angry. First, um, honestly, I if the NBA or if the MLB wants to move it because of this, so be it. Whatever. But who does this punish the most? Local businesses. And the businesses that will be getting tourism dollars, hotel dollars, yeah, and the travel industry sure. in the in and around the city of Atlanta and Cobb County. Yeah, that's that part of that's true. I was looking for the Braves. Yeah, the Braves did not agree with this decision, and they they what? took to Twitter with an official statement saying that they did not agree with it. Um, and they actually posted previously that they opposed this bill before it was voted on or signed before the people who think that they, that it's so terrible that we have to cancel everything in this state happens. Um, they opposed it. They worked towards and lobbied against said bill. We're now punishing a team because the state decided to do something. What's next? Are we going to tell Jerry Jones that he has to move his team out of Dallas? The Houston Texans have to move to a blue state? Are we going to are we going to force teams to relocate out of so-called red states to be in predominantly non red non conservative areas because the laws that they pass we don't agree with are we going to eliminate the Iowa Cubs because Iowa just passed a constitutional carry law ooh i i got a i got one for you mike yeah does mlb need to move the field of dreams to cancel the field of dreams laws because of cuz yeah. iowa passed some voter reform law voting reform yeah. deal 
deals as well, as well as the concealed carry law that, that you just mentioned. So does that mean the Field of Dreams game is in jeopardy? Yeah. These are things, like, if if we're going down this path, this is, the the next step is to cancel the, the Field of Dreams game. The step after that, to tell teams, you need to move to places that are less oppressive. We'll use those terms. Less oppressive yeah. because of the state laws. Because state laws in whatever, wherever are more oppressive to these people. This this is the, the line of thinking going on. Mm-hmm. Now, that's, that's part of it. The next part. Um, you know who else has a restrictive voting laws? Actually, more restrictive than the state of... Uh, Georgia just passed. Where's that, Mike? New York. Hmm. Got a Does question. The, okay. Does the MLB, the NFL, and the NBA have to move their headquarters out of New York? Using this line of thinking, they should. Because those voting rights in the states that their headquarters are in don't align with their beliefs. Yeah. So let's get... Hey, we're heading i mean i understand that a large amount of tax revenue will be lost is the state really going to care about that tax revenue so much that they're going to change the law no probably not probably not that law is probably not going to get changed until a new until all the probably that republican controlled legislature is turned over and leans more toward more of a Democrat leaning. That's probably the only way that that legislature is going to get overturned or amended. Here is, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this, here's my thing. Here's what's going to happen. Three, three months, six months down the road, people are going to get, something else is going to come along that we're going to get upset about. I'm trying to use my words in a way that... Mm-hmm that people are going to get upset about and want to change, move, cancel, whatever you want to do. And they're going to be upset about that. Everybody's going to forget about this Georgia law. And in a year or two, this law will still be on the books. And we're still going to have, we're going to have an all-star game there. We're going to have, we're still going to have the Braves there. We're still going to have, you name it. Oh yeah, but by all means, that's what in three to six happened. months we're gonna forget about the Georgia law and we're gonna be onto something else and we're not gonna be worried about it. And that's what's happening. That's what's going to happen next. Making these knee jerk reactions is terrible and stupid and should be stopped, but it won't be because this is the culture we're in right now. Yeah, I, I like that point, Mike. I mean, it's exactly when within a couple of months, another news story will break that will make that will make people forget about the the voting laws in this one specific state out of the 50 states in the union. Yeah. And I bet you in a couple of, in two to three years, when the all-star game comes up again to name a new host city, Atlanta will get the game that that the next go around. Yeah. When they when it comes time to announce future All Star games, Atlanta will get it back, 
and that law will probably still be on the books yep. as uh, in the as the way that it's written currently. Yep. And but I mean, it's I, this, I agree. It's all this. Be- all baseball had to do was either come out saying, you know what, this has nothing to do with baseball. We we respect your opinions on saying that we should move this yep. to a new site, but we're in the sports business, not a, not, and we're not trying to make a political statement. We're not going to move it because of all the groundwork that we've already laid to have this marquee event hosted in uh, in in the Atlanta area. Yeah. Or they just could have waited it out to where this isn't in the in the forefront and that it's not even an issue they need to comment on. They could have easily have said, we are exploring the possibilities yep. of moving the event and never officially announced that, yep, we're going to do it. Yeah. E- either way, um, I don't like the decision. I don't like kind of the direction for which some of these things are happening. Um, I don't necessarily – I don't – I also, hear me out. I am not endorsing this law. I am not saying I, I approve of this law. I'm not saying that I want this law to be, uh, I don't live there. I didn't, I didn't vote for anybody that voted for the law. I didn't vote against mm-hmm. anybody. I, I have very little care about this law personally. Exactly. We live but, in Iowa, not Georgia. <laughs> but, uh, I, there are things in this that I think are in the law that I think were are ridiculous. There are. Um, if you are in any way, shape, or form, like some of them, and again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to get into the the heart of the bill or anything. But some of the the law states one of the pieces that people are upset about. One of many states that if you're affiliated in any way, shape, or form, you're not allowed to provide drinks and snacks for people waiting in line. Rich, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're waiting in line to go to the polling place. Do you know who you're voting for at that point? Yeah, okay. probably. Let's say you're waiting there for two, three hours. If you're there waiting for that long, are you... Um, if I brought you a snack and a water bottle or a bottle of water and I am for the guy that you oppose is that going to change your mind? No. So are you saying the the problem that I have here with this there's that that people by the time they get there probably know. Let's say you're on the fence. Let's say you are on the fence of who to vote for. Okay? Are you making your decision based on who gave you fruit snacks while you stood in line? I certainly hope not. Who really thinks that getting snacks while you're in line is going to change who you're voting for? If you're making a decision based on that, you probably shouldn't be voting, but okay, you have the right, so you're legally allowed to vote. But if that's how you're choosing to vote, that's the worst reason to vote for somebody because they brought me a water bottle while I stood in line. That's that. First. Second, I think people, I'm not saying I think people should be allowed to. I just don't think it's going to change people's feelings on their vote. And if that's why you're saying we need to pull out, okay, that's dumb. 
If you're saying that it's some of the other things in the bill, like a, a voter ID, the voter ID part of it, and you're saying that that's racist, I have a question, Rich. And again, this is, uh, this is the last point on the political okay. side of it that I'm going to make, and then we'll get back into the sports side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich, if you want to go, if you want to come up here, what do you have to have had in order to get in a vehicle and operate it? A driver's license. Is that illi- Is that racist? No. The last time wait, I wait, checked, wait, wait, wait. But, but for you to have a driver's license, not racist, but for you to need a driver's license to prove that you are who you say you are when you vote is racist? Not, not even a driver's license, just a state-issued ID. So you could have just an ID card that says, this is who I am, this is where I live. And that have, at least in Iowa, we have a barcode on the back of the driver's license, which but, the polling place scans and beep, beep, yep, are you this person? Yes, I am. Here's your ballot. But, <laughs> but having a driver's license to drive is not illegal, but in order to drive, like, in order to get to a job, I need a car. So in order for me to advance myself, I need a driver's license. But making a driver's making somebody have a driver's license to operate a motor vehicle is not illegal, but making someone do it for voting is. I don't that I don't understand. Okay. But well, that's I, the I, end I, of the I, political side of it. Let's get into the sports side of it. Um, I, I do have a rebuttal. For oh, okay. That. I mean, not okay. having a Go ahead. not having a driver's license is. Yep. I guess maybe they're seeing it because I saw it when I was at, at a military unit up in Chicago. There were people. That lived, that lived in the Chicagoland area, that yeah. served in the same military unit as I did, that didn't have driver's licenses because they didn't have a car. So if they don't have a car, what, why? And the public transportation being what it is in the yeah. more urban city environments, why do you need a driver's license? I can get, I, you know, I can get behind that. That's a good. So rebuttal. maybe good that's job. where where they're coming from with saying, oh, that that, that that's discouraging voting in the urban areas like Atlanta and Atlanta, maybe even the college towns in, in, so you're in saying, the state. So the argument isn't that it's not that it's racist, that it is discriminatory towards those that live in areas for which driving is not necessary. Yeah, and they choose not to go, go to trouble of having just going to the DMV to get a state ID card. You, Rich? And not, have, not having a state ID card. Rich? Articulating it that way, I 100% can be on board with your statement there. Maybe. I know. I, that's what it a, is. I mean, with your, you, the way the you only argued thing that it, I can think of the it. way you argued it, yes, I am on board with that. I can I can agree with it, um, especially as, and, and whether or not you, you want to or don't want to agree, uh, as our country moves towards more, less, uh, personal driving and, and pushes more of the, the mass transit in order to cut down on emissions and all that stuff. You, you are correct. But um, you know what? You've now, now, now would be the time for those states that are choosing to take that action to really push. You know what? Hey, these are the steps that you can take to apply for a state ID card. Yep. You don't even have to go to the DMV. Download this form from this website, fill it out, mail it to this address. And then we'll turn around and send you your ID card direct to your home. I, I don't. Yeah, there's got to be there's got to be reform on how we get stuff like that to people. I, you, I am, 
I'm not saying I'm reversing my whole position on that on the the state ID or uh, ID laws, but it it is a very good point. I concede that, and I will. I we need to reexamine how we do yeah. things. It it I think I I can agree with that statement. I don't think that it is a racist thing. No. Oh no, I don't. Think it it's is. Racist it is anti areas anti areas that have um that have good man's transit systems and you know what that that's a very valid point and i will i will concede that um i can make an argument against the particular people you're talking about um because they're I mean, the people for which your experience was with they all have federal government issued ids because they're in the military yeah again that neither here nor there because it you're... And i'm not saying everybody that served in that unit chose not to have a driver's license but some did but... because of the mass transit that they had in the city of chicago you know what i've been to chicago enough and i if i ever lived in chicago i don't know that i would even own a car no i don't think i, and would I think either. there's plenty of people in the city of new york that don't own cars um so i I will concede that point. I don't think it's necessarily a racist thing, but it is a against those people that live in those areas. And yes, a large population of people that live in those areas and rely solely on mass transportation may be of a cer certain ethnic group. However, I don't think I I think it is it is more towards vo voter suppression of a particular set of people that live in areas in the urban areas where a particular party tends to do better. Yes, and, I can agree with you on that front. Suppression of that sort is wrong, and I can agree with that. That does not mean, though, that you need to punish the, the city of Atlanta, again, who votes mostly towards the side for which the argument is being made uh, to or by to move things or the team itself. And those are the things that I think are the problem. Um, but you, you've heard it here first, folks. An argument online where somebody changed his mind. Well, this might be the first place ever where that happened, Rich. It could be. Okay. Um, anything else on the All-Star game or any of that that we need to talk about before we move on? Nope. We'll okay. probably bring it up again once the Major League Baseball decides where to have it yep. or if they or on the unlikely event that they reverse course once this dies down and says, well, you know what, we're going to keep it in Atlanta after all. Yep. But that's probably not going to happen. Here's my other thing. And this is I guess I'll I'll throw this out there as a last last hurrah about it. What what happens if they do change the law? Are we going to bring the All-Star game back? Let's say tomorrow, let's say Monday, Monday morning, Senate, House, whatever they call it in Atlanta. I don't know their, I don't know if they have a, a two house party or, or two party or two house system with a executive. I don't know how they're set up. I don't know. Sorry. I don't know every state. But if they are set up in that way and they decide, both chambers decide to change the law and the governor signs off on it, I, that is a big if. Are we going to reward them by bringing the All-Star game back? Not this year. 
I think if Major League Baseball went to this big of it, made this big of a deal and announcement to say we're we're going to pull the game away from Atlanta, I think it's going to. I could see them getting the next All Star game that doesn't have a site selected yet, but I don't think that it would. I don't mm. think that they would be able to reverse course on their knee jerk reaction to pull the All Star game and assign it somewhere else. I just came up with two great ideas. Okay, go ahead. First, All Star game and. And we can, we can settle this argument forever. All Star Game either gets put in, in. I would say, uh, put it in um, Cooperstown. It's always going to be in Cooperstown. It will always be there because that's where that's the home of baseball, right? Okay. Either we do that, or because it's, it's in the middle of the summer. Which what other event? happen in what other major event is happening in baseball this year in the middle of summer the summer olympics no 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 i'm talking okay i'm talking in the mlb the field of dreams game <gasps> wait they just built a stadium in in dyersville didn't they albeit a temporary one but yes but why not put the all-star game there they're not gonna have they're not allowed to have well so the state of iowa will allow 100 percent fans I, you know, I think we got a winner right there, buddy. Yeah, hold it on a, hold it on a neutral site and have it this year in Iowa. Have it in Dyersville. Okay. Either have it in, I mean, a what the game, the game itself doesn't really matter. How great and I, again, it sucks for the farmer that has to do it. But how great would it be to have um, the home run derby hitting into the corn? Yeah, that would be pretty neat. They're already going to have to deal with it for batting practice when they have the exhibition game between uh, Chicago and New York anyway. I thought it was an actual game. It's just an exhibition game? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it is a game, but there'll be batting practice. There'll be the actual game itself. Yeah, I think that would be a great place to do it. MLB, we solved your problems. Move it to Dyersville. All right. So, Mike, we're coming up on just about we're getting really close to an hour. So probably our NFL talk um, could turn into quick hits as yeah, well. Yeah, let's. I mean, it, we'll do, let's go with it. Let, we'll just do quick. We'll do most of these as quick hits because most of them are quick hits, and we'll get okay. in. We'll get into the meat of the first topic there. The first topic for for the football is we have a seventeenth game. We'll look at what those games look like next week. Okay. Okay. That works. Um, gives us a little bit more content because we'll have a little less content to cover this next week. Um, so, yeah, 17th game. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that all shakes out for money and all that stuff and uh, TV deals and whatnot, but good good on them. I mean, whatever. We all saw this coming, right? Yeah. It was going to come sooner or later. Rich, what's our second hit on our uh, NFL quick hits um, type stuff? Um, I'll let you take the next one, but the one I'm going to go with is uh, – Bears coach Matt Nagy will take back play calling duties in 2021 instead of offensive coordinator Bill Lazor, who called the plays last year. Good uh, move, bad move. I think the, um, I think that the they did a good enough job last year. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they. I don't think it's a great move, but we'll see. All right. So, so Mike, go ahead and give the next quick hit. Um, so on, 
to to hold on par with tattoo news of the week, uh, Bruce Arians got a tattoo uh, dealing with the uh, fact that they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I saw that. I guess uh, I guess uh, Tom Brady joked that he also got a tattoo, but his was temporary. Oh, okay. Um, and then the final one, Rich. The Los Angeles Chargers might be put up for sale as the one of the members of the Alex Spanos uh, family trust is petitioning the the L.A. court to force the family to put the trust share of the team up for sale as they are supposedly as the trust is losing three hundred and fifty three million dollars. Wow because of the Chargers ownership stake. Um I now only the, it is worth noting that only one of the three members of the Spanos family that control the trust and have that majority ownership of the team want to sell. The other yeah. two want to remain Chargers ownership and keep the fam, keep the team in the family. Uh, man, family disputes get ugly and I'm not happy about that's not good but Mm-mm. Man, good luck on but suppose, that, yeah, But supposedly there, there's a rumor out there that Amazon founder Jeff Bezos could yeah. be the potential new owner. Yeah, I mean, are we going to call them the primes? I don't know, but at least with Bezos in charge, I mean, he would have he'd become the NFL's richest owner to where, in a sense, he could privately finance either a stadium in LA so they're not sharing a stadium with the Rams or maybe better yet move them back to San Diego with a privately financed stadium yeah I, I yeah. okay I'm not I, I, I don't know yeah, that, that's just really yeah. way far out there speculation yeah. but we'll see I mean, what happens I don't think that that's going to be I mean I think it's going to come down to how the family trust is put together and, and figuring that out maybe we'll have to have a guest on um with uh that knows the law at some point to kind of give us uh some idea especially uh estate laws um yeah but by all means this is a total yeah cross that bridge when we get there as it's the she's petitioning the court yeah nothing has been decided that's going to force the sale or if the sale of the team might have to wait until 2024 when it is written, I guess, in the family trust that they can explore selling the team at that point. Okay. She's just wanting to do it sooner. Oh, okay. So that makes sense. Um, more quick hits for you real quick. So that's all we got for the NFL. We got some N, uh, some uh, MLB and, and basketball quick hits in general. Uh, first, the Utah Jazz plane hit a flock of birds and forced them into a emergency landing. Um, that's actually a fairly common thing in aviation, so doesn't surprise me all that much, but the fact that it happened to the Jazz, kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, they they were kind of freaked out, and uh, their star uh, star player Donovan Mitchell was actually almost a little bit afraid to fly to, to get back on the plane the same day. Yep. Uh, once they scheduled a, a different um, charter flight to get them to, I think it was Memphis that they yeah. were flying to. I mean, so he not... he took a did not play over fear of flying, but he's back with the team now. Okay. And I think all is good. Okay. But I guess it was a scary situation up there for like 10 minutes. Yeah. There was a state of confusion and it was kind of a rocky flight there for 10 minutes until the pilots got everything 
calmed down and they were able to schedule their emergency landing. Yep. And then the final thing, Rich, you want to give everybody the, the news out of the national uh, out of college the NCAA, basketball. yeah, college basketball. Yeah, Hall of Fame coach Roy Williams will be retiring uh, from the University of North Carolina, and he coached a total of 33 years between Kansas and North Carolina, fourth all-time in wins, citing that he was not the right person for the job anymore. So yeah. good on him for kind of retiring on his terms instead of be, maybe being forced out Yep. Due to poor performance. Yep. I, I'm. I mean, you and I both know they did not perform to what they thought they expected this year, and going out in the first round was not. Have nobody was happy about it. I don't think he was forced forced out, but it was probably one of those conversations about Roy. How long do you see yourself doing this, really? And couldn't you be out on the on the golf course? But either way. Um, one of the greats, one of the all-time greats. He will be a Hall of Famer if he's not already in the in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, Rich, that pretty much concludes this week. Um, any shout-out? We have no comment shout-outs or anything okay. on the online side that we need. Any personal shout-outs this week um, other than Easter? Um, I mean, uh, you can I'll give your you... Easter shout-out, too. No, uh, just happy Easter to, to everybody out there listening to the show. Yep. Um live or uh or at a later date we hope you all had a uh a nice and uh, blessed easter weekend yep um shout outs i guess would have to go out to uh my aunt uh debbie forgot it was uh her birthday last sunday Ooh, so happy, happy birthday, birthday. and um kind of on sad news but also a lot of plast on uh condolences to the barnett family um Corey Barnett was a uh, guy that I served in the military with. He uh, passed away unexpectedly in uh, Alito okay. on Sunday. So they're having uh, services for him on Monday. Okay. Um, thank you for your service, sir. I'm sorry to hear about the loss to your family. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would just say, folks, uh, if you don't know why Rich and I are so happy about the Easter weekend hit us up on messenger um you can message the page or, or send us each individual stuff um but uh you know we remember this weekend that jesus took our pain and suffering and and washed us clean and we're thankful for that so um thank you uh to our lord and savior for that one and uh folks hopefully you get uh if you don't know the truth let us know we'll talk to you about it um, and and that's that's why we do what we do, and uh, we look forward to uh, celebrating uh, the victory on Sunday. So that's right, Rich. You know what it's time to do? It's time to roll the outro, Mike. Yeah, roll that outro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich.